Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from Vancouver, Canada, Canada Dr. Michelle Vincenti. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh. Uh, Dr. Vincenti is the president and CEO of Alvana Business Consulting Incorporated, offering expertise to clients in the areas of wealth management, leadership, and business startups. He's the chair of the Leadership and People Management Group, of the, uh, which is an MBA university in Canada West, and he has been recognized, awarded, and felicitated several times. So, um, Michelle, before we come to Alvana and leadership, Tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. Thank you very much. And of course, Stug, I will not start when uh, you know I was very little. Uh, basically, I was an entrepreneur back in Italy. I mm-hmm. own an insurance agency. Wow. And then at the age of 37, I decided to uh, leave Italy uh, and come to Canada. So I came to Canada for business in, uh, using a business immigration program. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, basically, uh, I started an Italian restaurant okay. uh, with with my wife at the time. And not that that was my profession, of course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, it was a certainly a way to obtain the visa okay. in coming to Canada. And then, uh, of course, uh, after obtaining the visa, I, uh, you know, basically uh, got a job into a credit union, which is a sort of a bank, I don't know, mm-hmm. in India, uh, if you have this concept. Yeah. And I started as an investment advisor, and then I became the director for the wealth management division mm-hmm. after only a few months because of my expertise uh, in the in the stock market uh, mm-hmm. because of my previous uh, job in Italy. Right. right. Uh, and, uh, and then again, I decided to enroll myself into an MBA. I was already an right. adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completed an MBA. Um, the, I suppose actually to uh, become the COO for, mm-hmm. for the bank. That's why they supported the me wow. in that mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. But then uh, three credit union merged <laughs> together. And right. so basically we ended up with the three CEO, three you know, CFOs, <laughs> okay. etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, okay, that's okay. And so for me, then I, uh, I made a relationship with my professor at the mm-hmm. time for my MBA. And he said, you know, Michele, you really should consider teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, yeah, uh, that's basically said, if you wow. can pass the eight-hour exam to mm-hmm. become a certified management consultant, at that time we had eight mm-hmm. hours, um, you can start teaching. And then after six months later, he he became a vice president. So I said, now you have my position. Anyway, that's the wow. longest story, mm-hmm. short. I got involved in academia. And at the same time, of course, as I learn with my students, I'm also, I have a 14 professional certifications, wow. uh, including again, you know, the certified management consultant still, still mm, there. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. And so here you are, I'm still in academia, but also, of course, I practice as, as a management consultant mm. because of my expertise. Fantastic. So today let's Thank talk you. about uh, Alvana Business Consulting and some of the other consulting relationships that you have. Uh, tell me about Alvana Business Consulting and what do you do here? 
Well, as uh, as uh, I always say, you know, the name is because of the, are the initials of my three children. And mm-hmm. so that's this uh, family connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always had uh, the passion for uh, for startup and uh, really helping uh, startup. Uh, I have a few other companies uh, myself, mm. um, you know, in uh, in uh, um, artificial intelligence, where is one of my passion there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, my company has been always involved with, uh, in terms of coaching. Um, executives mm-hmm. and helping uh, in entrepreneurs in um, you know going into the uh, market and especially these those are entrepreneurs from Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being Italian, I have still a lots of connections yep. there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as as an entrepreneur as, as in the, and as a management consultant, I help again a company to go into international market mm-hmm. to develop a strategies. Actually, I started the teaching a management consultant strategy at the time, mm-hmm. and again launching new products mm-hmm. into the market. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And you also do a lot of work on leadership. Yes, this one again, I mentioned to you, I have a 14 professional certification yeah. and I started my life again as an insurance agent, owners, uh, operator. Mm. And then I did uh, lots of study in the financial service. I'm currently also fellow of the Canadian Security Institute and portfolio manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always had this passion, maybe due to the fact that, that being an Italian when I was a little kid, I really liked the, the Renaissance uh, time where basically people were involved in learning not mm-hmm. only one area, but uh, in the end, you know, if we, we want uh, to talk about uh, the law of complexity, everything mm-hmm. gets connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go through my leadership study in Santa mm-hmm. Barbara, California. And that's uh, where I enrolled myself into a PhD in organizational development system with mm-hmm. a focus in neuroscience and yeah. leadership. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, I'm still learning, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, people consider me a, a, a leader. I mean, uh, you know, right now I'm the chair for the department, but up to two years ago, I was the chair for the entire department, the MBA program. Mm-hmm. And so I used to manage a uh, larger, but right now I'm going back to the large because the Wonderful. university is going Wonderful. very high. So, so usually hmm. I have a good appreciation as, as me being Absolutely. a leader. So I'm going to ask you a few questions on leadership. You know, yes. for someone who uh, is Italian, uh, very, very strong family connections. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I worked with Italian leaders, oh. it has always been a lot of emotion. Yes. Uh, I moved to Canada, educated yourself, ran your own business. Mm-hmm. What are some of the leadership trends you have seen change over the last few decades? Well, uh, changes uh, are always there. It's about the perceptions, right? And again, when I teach uh, leadership to my students, I always remind them that uh, the best doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so this is, uh, we have uh, this uh, misconception that company or people say, I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. Well, everything is always uh, contingent to a situation mm-hmm. and the people. Mm-hmm. So 
I have seen a lot of change. Of course, I cannot talk about the globally because uh, I'm only one and I experience, I mean, I know Europe quite well and North mm -hmm. America. I mean, if you want actually yeah. the West Coast, mm -hmm. uh, because even in Canada, United States, you have a lots of differences Absolutely. from one place to another. Mm -hmm. uh, I have seen um, uh, going through uh, what uh, the, um, uh, basically what we call the, the age groups uh, mm -hmm. changing. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, this kind of a belonging to, I don't know, Gen X, uh, Gen Y, which is again, because we, those generations are going through some mm -hmm. external environment. And so I see also a lot of adaptations. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely, I think that what we experience with the COVID, uh, uh, even if it's extremely negative, mm -hmm. I have seen a lot of leader coming up, mm -hmm. uh, which maybe previous to COVID, they, they were not feeling themselves in that kind of position. Mm -hmm. So again, that the situation, uh, and I have seen actually uh, old and young people, you know, getting uh, acquainted with the technology. So I, for me, leadership is not only leader with a capital L, which, okay. you know, you, you hear on the news, mm. but there is everyday people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a, a, a huge impact um, on everybody else. So those are extremely important and, and maybe more important. They don't go to the news. Uh, but again, a lot of adaptation and, and this courage uh, to lead. Um, I see that it's more than before. Mm, very interesting. And, uh, you know, we're just coming out of the pandemic. I've spoken to many people who are leaders of corporations and uh, the social sector. Mm -hmm. I would love to get your perspective on how has the pandemic changed or impacted leaders? Again, I think that first of all, again, uh, I always say, and I truly believe uh, that uh, uh, predisposition is not a predetermination. Mm. And so certainly we we have something related to DNA, which, you know, some trait or characteristic, which uh, uh, may be in certain situations, because mm -hmm. maybe, again, I, I have a certain characteristic which are okay here in yeah. North America, but sure, might sure. not be good in South America. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I see again that uh, what I can say that really leadership can be learned, mm. uh, basically. And, and and also, we always have uh, what uh, Isaac Newton said in the quasi-stationary theory. For every positive force, we have a negative force. Mm. And it's about what we really want to see. Correct. Because those two forces exist at any given time. And... Uh, uh, because, I mean, I always say to my students, we are uh, lazy creatures, right? Mm -hmm. We have a limited energy. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to go with the status quo. Right. And so when when I say what, you know, the pandemic became, again, a catalyst, I guess, mm -hmm. even in a very mm -hmm. negative way, unfortunately, lots of people died. So I cannot say that it uh, yeah. was in any way mm -hmm. uh, wanted or expected. Mm -hmm. But again, you see, and even for entrepreneur, the same concept, you can cry about the problem and keep right. crying, or you can see the problem and make the problem an opportunity. So I saw a lots of people became entrepreneur and great leader and made a fortune because mm. of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, and others, maybe not, again, because for whatever reason, they, they remain trapped mm. in, in the negativity, in looking at the negative. So uh, again, I think that sometimes, and again, 
maybe we don't have a formula yet. Sometimes we make a decision to become a leader. Some other times it's the situation mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, impacting uh, uh, leadership and, and leaders become uh, leaders mm-hmm. and resources to, to other people, basically. Very interesting. The, the next question I have is on culture. You know, mm-hmm. we all come from different cultures, different backgrounds, yes. and leadership really is driven a lot by our own backgrounds, by our own upbringings. Yes. I want to get your perspective on how does culture impact leadership? Uh, it does uh, very much. And actually, this is an uh, intercultural relationship. Uh, when uh, w- I talk to uh, clients uh, or uh, um, you know business people from around the world, actually is something that they complain missing sometimes in their workforce mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we are used in thinking that our culture is the best and is what everybody else should have when we know that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's why if you look at today, Mm-hmm. At what uh, employers are really looking for, they are looking for uh, critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And critical thinker means uh, remaining inquisitive and uh, looking at things uh, once again. It can be and and not or. So when right. I look at things, it is not the black or white. It's not the my culture and your culture, uh, but it can be both. Mm. So uh, I think again uh, that the leaders uh, are uh, starting. I can see the the the, the good leader or the effective leader, whatever mm. definition we want to mm. say mm. there, are very aware about this. Mm. And so I think again uh, that the business uh, leaders uh, needed to uh, have uh, that uh, framework and look at the world from the lenses that uh, end and not or. Mm, very interesting. So one more question relating to leadership, and then I'll move to some of your thoughts on startups. Sure. Uh, the whole world is talking about the great resignation. Um, the young people are changing the way they want to work. What, in your view, is the role of leaders in being able to manage the challenges being faced off by the great resignation? Well, uh, once again, I, I think uh, that uh, um, usually the example I make when we talk about this is about uh, that, I don't know, the 55 years old mm. employees who worked all his life or her life for mm. a company. Mm. And the company started experiencing financial troubles Correct. and the employees did nothing to prepare. So I'm very sympathetic about the, that individual um, who lost their job, but I have to say that he or she bears a responsibility for that. So we cannot control what is going on around us, but certainly we must have a beacon and the purpose, uh, whatever that purpose is, and doesn't have to be financial only. Mm-hmm. But we also have the the ability to do some risk management. Right. And so I think if we do not go through the process of understanding that things might change, mm-hmm. and if we are not, again, remaining inquisitive in, in every day, and we challenge what I see, again, even this morning, I had the class showing an interview mm-hmm. with a neuro 
neuroscientists saying, you know, again, because we are lazy creatures, all mm. our senses are seeing what we expect to see, what to expect to smell, right. because we feel comfortable, right? So if I am an HR professional, I want to look for a problem in HR because mm. I know how to solve it. Uh, but again, the problem might be in accounting. And I, because I hate it, most likely I will not look right. into. Mm. So I think, again, at that answer to your question, um, we, we need, again, to improve critical thinking. And as leaders, uh, we need to understand that employees are looking for alternative. And so we should be able to understand their needs mm. and build the companies around um, that uh, are really giving a reason for these people to stay and, and show them that we have a risk management and we are there for them. Uh, of course, you know, unbelievable things can happen. But but again, I think that we missed a lots of boats at the mm -hmm. talking about the pandemic. And I expect that we will repeat, unfortunately, similar I'm, mistakes. I'm with you. I'm with you unfortunately, so, you know, thinking about we have a lots of military thing. I mean, somebody would be there <laughs> thinking about somebody. It looks like nobody really did. Absolutely. Well said. So, so, now so let me, so let me move to uh, some thoughts from you on, on startups. Yes. You know, you've done your own startups, you've mentored startups, you support yeah. startups. Let me start by asking you that based on a lot of your own experience, what in your view are the most important qualities a startup entrepreneur should have? Persistency. Okay. Persistency. And uh, most likely also a passion. Mm. Um, and uh, the desire to... Uh, do something because it will matter. Yeah. And uh, it, it will be basically, again, what I said before, uh, that uh, you see a problem as an entrepreneur, and instead of crying and complaining, uh, you're going to say, okay, how can I help people? Uh, to reach again, I have a lots of friends that uh, uh, much more successfully than I am, which mm -hmm. they were able to sell their companies for billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and again, at their their beginning was exactly that. Mm. And uh, you see a problem, and 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 you are so passionate about that uh, that uh, you really will go beyond uh, what uh, the rationality means, and. Uh, you know, what I've seen is, again, that the longer you are in the game, the more probabilities you have. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, my next question is, uh, you know, that it is often believed or that only one out of 10 startups uh, really makes it. Yeah. What, in your opinion, are some of the reasons why startups fail? Well, first of all, actually, you know, many people will look at that number as a negative, but I make another example about the lottery. Mm -hmm. And if we really want to win the lottery, I think the 649, I don't know in India, but here we have a 649. Mm -hmm. I think it's a one out of 24 millions. Wow. Okay. Uh, the possibility to hit the jackpot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my experience in, lead, in, in entrepreneurship is a one out of 4,000 actually become successful and so i you know when i look at those things in this in this perspective actually the one out of four thousand again is the one out of 24 millions or the one out of 10 mm -hmm. it's not that bad yeah uh, it's not that bad so now why people fail again most likely is because mm -hmm. they don't have 
a product that the clients needs. Mm. They think they have the best child and their child is the best and they want to convince everybody else that their child is the best. Mm. And uh, maybe not. Again, if it's the customer that need to have a need or you know that there is a problem and you mm. need to solve that problem. Very interesting. Um, the other question that is often asked from startup entrepreneurs and they've asked me this question many times, so I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. when should a startup look for money? Should they bootstrap as long as possible or should they raise money whenever it is available? Yeah, also for this one, again, I did some extensive uh, you know, studies about this and uh, uh, basically money is not a problem. I know mm-hmm. people say, you know, always complaining, look, yeah. I don't have money. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have money because maybe you don't have the good idea mm-hmm. uh, because actually there is around, uh, there are around lots of uh, venture capitalists or uh, angel investors and, you know, many platform out there. Mm-hmm. And if you really have uh, the right ideas, uh, I always uh, never, never had a problem mm-hmm. uh, about money. And then of course you need to be you. Mm. And so the reason why people will invest is, is the idea, but then you, mm. uh, and so how much you are important in that, uh, you know, if it's just the idea, I don't need you, okay. but if you are part of the idea, then I can buy both of you. I can put my money in. And again, so one out of 10 is not uh, actually is a very good preposition. Mm. I jump in all the time Wonderful. if I have a good idea. Wonderful. And my last question to you, and this is, uh, addressed you because of so many different things that you have and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation mm-hmm. based on your amazing journey mm-hmm. um, across the continents uh, as an entrepreneur as an as an academician as a consultant what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own learnings and from our conversation? Well, the first thing, as I said, is the understanding that life is not easy. Yeah. And so when they look at the successfully people, I really want to tell them, please don't be jealous about mm. these people. Mm. Because um, um, I don't believe in luck. Uh, and the people, um, uh, you know, do a lots of things. And mm-hmm. the more you buy the tickets, you more you have a possibility to win. If you don't buy the ticket, you don't go anywhere. So definitely is uh, to have uh, respect and maybe looking at these people and say, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of sacrifice do they need? Mm-hmm. Am I uh, ready? To yeah. make sacrifices. You know, today we always talk about the balanced life. I always say to my students and my friend, they, I don't believe in balanced life, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would be nicer to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are in uh, 100% one way or another. And whatever you choose is not bad. Mm-hmm. As long as uh, you you understand that, that that's who you are. That's what right. makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to leave people with this concept of respect for success. Success doesn't come easy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it comes when you are 18. Sometimes, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken became famous and reached yeah. at age 65. Yeah. Um, and so, but again, it's about the passion, Correct. to have the passion, to acquire knowledge 
uh, about uh, what they are and and try to help people. So have mm. also this uh, social mm. um, uh, entrepreneurship concept. And if you do that, if you don't think it's just the money to make money, mm. uh, I think that helped me quite a lot. Right. So do things without expecting anything, mm. uh, but just try really to create a value. Wonderful. And on that note, uh, Dr. Vincenti, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for three oh, wonderful you. lessons. Life is not easy. And always keep looking at successful people and say, what can I learn from them? Uh, success will take its own time. And uh, you also spoke about the importance of persistence and passion. So uh, on that note, Thank you for speaking to me about your own journey, about uh, Alvana Business Consulting, about so many thoughts in leadership and so many wonderful thoughts for startups. Thank you again and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.